0: Heyo, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back. We got episode 12 for you guys. We do, we got episode 12. Two sports news montage. <laughs> the sports news montage. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're new to the show, uh, welcome. Welcome. This and is... Welcome back, obviously, to those that, uh... <laughs> that have been sticking <laughs> around, <laughs> that have been around with sticking us. Around. Um, thank you, thank yes, you, thank you, thank you! Big, big shout thanks. outs, big shout outs, big thanks. Um, so yeah, we got a big episode this week, and this uh, is gonna be huge for you guys. So yeah, sit back and relax. Yeah, and uh, with that, this is, uh, dude. What about sports? <laughs> dude. Ad on the reverse. How about that live ad? That was a catch at 180.
1: Oh my goodness! This ball is crushed, and Anthony with the three, no flying in. It's persingus. Wow! What a follow! There is with the two open. pitch. This ball smashed high and deep to center field. It is one.
0: Yo, 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 yo. Guess what this week is? We got Fight News. Let's go. <laughs> well,
1: let's go over the host and co host. That is true. <laughs>
0: Introduction God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, you're good, man. Um, you're good. Obviously, we got one of our hosts here, Austin Atkinson. Let's with go. Us. And excited. Excited. I, I am your other host. Uh, Mitchell Hernley, what is up? What is up? And uh, this week, man, we got more fight news this week. Let's UFC go. UFC 264 was this past Saturday, and dude, I watched this. I know, I know, you weren't feeling good. So yeah, I, I was out I, this weekend. I uh, I watched this man, and uh, apparently, some guys crushed this, it. This dude. Matino's is a beast. Beast. He got his ass kicked though by Sugar Sean O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar Sean, like, see, when you say beast, you you say um, beating. He got he, he, t- he, he can take did, a beating. Yeah,
1: exactly. He got an iron jaw. That's yeah, basically he, what
0: you're saying. Pretty much. Pretty much. Reference from earlier. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, Sugar Sean O'Malley is uh, a brutal fighter, man uh he is a dominant striker too i think he connected like more than like 80 percent of his punches which this... is
1: just ridiculous because i know you were just talking about this before we got on pod and apparently there was like 200 thrown punches yeah there was
0: like over 200 punches thrown and knees and kicks and i mean it he was landed just... literally the majority of them which is yeah
1: which is pure accuracy
0: yeah I mean, he did have a slight reach advantage. Yes. He was taller than Mutino, Chris Mutinos, but I mean, it was it was mostly just impressive to see Mutinos like st- stick st- around. stand in there yeah, for to just just stand in there and take however the beating many... that he did for like it was like 3 rounds and then They called the fight at the end, Mm -hmm. which was pretty disappointing because he took a beating and they stopped the fight with like thirty seconds left in the final round. Yeah, and uh, you know it was I was bummed uh, to see Matino's not get you know to finish the fight, but it's probably best that he that they stopped it because he was taking probably should
1: have stopped it. I heard in like the second, maybe even the first round. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. But yeah, man, that was O'Malley, man. That was the first fight that I tuned into for UFC 264, Um, and uh, just kind of going over the main card or the main fight per se. We had McGregor, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. This was the third fight, third fight uh, of of the of. Of their kind of like trilogy of fights that they've had I'll probably do a fourth one and you, you know they probably will do a fourth <laughs> one uh they probably will do a fourth one uh but man dude an insane round one man insane but um uh, unfortunately for mcgregor he broke his leg man yeah. he broke his leg <laughs> Dude, at the end of the round, I saw that thing. I, mm, the pictures that were going mm, around. My leg. Mm, <laughs> that looked so
1: bad. It did. It, it looked it, pretty bad.
0: Yeah, he he snapped his entire bone in half. Well, or he. are yeah. thinking. People are thinking, and even I think Poirier said that he like checked his kick. Yeah. At one point, like and blocked it, and uh-huh. he said that he heard a crack. So potentially one of those kicks that Conor McGregor threw could have potentially cracked his leg, and then he misstepped on the uh, mm. on it, and kind of it just folded and broke. Mm. It was bad. I saw the picture. Pretty gruesome. Oh no, my gosh. Pretty gruesome. But uh, honestly, watching that fight, I think Dustin Poirier was gonna be uh, he was gonna come out on top. Anyways, uh, anyways, I mean he dominated for most of that first round. And, uh, it would have been cool to see him get, like, an actual knockout of Conor McGregor and, and or submission, potentially, but damn shame for it to be, uh, to end via injury like that. I mean, for sure. even for Conor, I mean, to for him to break his leg off of a misstep like that, uh, is very, uh... Very rare in the US. Very UFC. rare, yeah. I think the only other person that I can think of is uh, Anderson Silva. Mm. Had one where he kicked a dude and broke his leg on the impact.
1: Oh, that sounds terrible.
0: Yeah, it was also looked terrible when it happened mm. too. But mm. uh, yeah, man. Uh, I heard it was a great fight, and I can't wait for number four. At least this time we will be able to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, then, uh, that was pretty much it for UFC. Pretty, it pretty much ended in a damn shame injury, uh, for a hyped up fight. Uh, but, uh, It's also
1: always nice to see Hardy get.
0: Oh, yeah. Rammed. Greg Hardy. Just, just, just destroyed. Destroyed. Oh, my goodness. By, uh, Tai Tuivasa. Yeah. I think he's from New Zealand or Australian. He's uh island island boy island boy big dude too he is big they're they're heavyweight fighters in that fight and he's just completely destroyed him and he did he he wrecked him mm. he wrecked him all right moving on to footy moving <laughs> on to footy obviously we had some pretty big games this past weekend Euro twenty twenty, let's go. That tournament finally came to a close. That was such a good tourney, man. It let's, was. Let's, let's just like harp on that for a moment. That was such a good tourney. And I'll be honest, we did not like. We weren't planning on following that no, that we much. Weren't. No, but I I know we both followed along after after it all started with the Cinderella story of Denmark. Yes them losing christian erickson on on a unbelievable uh injury that happened to him which glad to see most recently better he's better (laughs) he was signing he was signing autographs and uh meeting with people uh after he got out of the hospital that's uh, very recently which i saw on twitter and uh but unfortunately denmark could not make it to the final but that so it, it started with that semifinal. So it started with that team to them. to, props to, to them. really get us going and following along. And the storylines of this tournament have just been awesome and to follow along with. And obviously, we had uh, Italy versus England in the final. That was awesome. And that game was just it was an incredible game, um, incredible match from both teams from point A to point B because point B was literally in. Penalty kits, which was just awesome. Yeah. So it went sure enough, this match, like most of the matches in the Euros, yeah. Went to penalty kits. Which, which is like, crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. And that's how you should do it, man. I mean, you should
1: have O T, you should have some color, some sort of yeah, I guess majority of or extra innings, I guess, in baseball. Game seven of whatever series. This is this is on the line. You go to OT for five minutes in the NBA. You go to OT
0: for you go to OT for full for, twenty minutes in hockey. For full twenty minutes in and hockey, then yeah, and then it just keeps going. And for shootouts, playoffs. yeah. But in regular season, it goes to a shootout after five minutes of overtime. Oh, that's in right. In the playoffs, and it's playoffs twenty minutes, minutes continuous. Yeah, that's just crazy. Which is crazy. But I uh, mean, like your
1: first line is dead. Your second line is dead. Your third line is <laughs> eh. And your fourth line is like, "Fresh legs." Holy crap! Line. We get to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, yeah, man, England, after going up one nothing, uh, two minutes into the game. Yeah, two minutes in. Yeah, I thought for sure. They I'm did, like, oh my god, this game not, is going to be over.
1: Yeah, they did not put the pedal to the metal at all. I think um, we both tuned in. For that game, to follow along a little bit. I think it was on either Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Um, to follow along a little bit um, for that game, we tuned into the uh, Hammer Down podcast, shout out. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, um, part of the Pat McPhee Incorporation or whatever the heck they want to call that thing. I don't even know what it is.
0: I think it is. I think it might be. I think PMI? You got it.
1: Yeah, PMI. All right. Um, and we turned into that, and we were... We were, we we're just kind of shell shot kind of thing, um, because Gump was like originally like on somebody that we wanted to win kind of thing. Yeah, and he then, was on England for. Yeah.
0: it's coming home, bruv. Yeah, it's coming home. It's coming he, home. Everybody, every day. When was the when was the uh, final game of that? Was final that... game was on Sunday. Sunday. Oh. But hyping it up all last week, yeah. They they have. I mean, all tournament really. Gump has just been mind me, boys and girls. I was out this weekend, so
1: I don't remember my days at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: all good, man. Uh, But uh, it it, like Gump has been hyping up. uh, You know the the teams. In England, especially, yeah, uh, all leading up and throughout this tournament, but uh, to follow along uh, alongside him and kind of rooting for England there in in that final Final match, match. you know, and then to go wasn't the Cinderella team with Denmark
1: and everything because Denmark got beat by um, England in the semifinals, yes, and then also Italy knocked off Spain. Yeah, which was so freaking didn't that go to penalty kits? Yeah, yes, I, think I believe so. so. Okay, that's the that's the game I was I was kinda yeah. referring to. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but um, yeah, Euros 2020 or 2021, however you want to. I look think at they it. were
0: delayed too, kind of like how the Olympics were. They yeah, were sp- it was supposed to be last season or last year. But now it's this year. It, it was so good, but, man. Uh, it was
1: such a good game. So England goes up one nothing first two minutes, right? And then they go for like
0: 67 minutes without a stupid Without another goal. goal. And then in that 67th minute, man, who uh, comes back? No, it was, Italy.
1: It was, it was the sem- 70th minute. Maybe it
0: was the 70th minute.
1: Um, or 68 minutes without a goal. And then the 70th minute, yeah. Italy scored. And then they go to OT, so obviously they had extra time. No one yep. scored and everything. They went to OT for 30 minutes. That didn't happen at all. And then they went to penalty kits, and that's where the real...
0: That's where
1: you don't want to... It was... was on the line. Everything was everything on the Everything was on
0: the line. And to be honest, at that point, it was like a 50-50 shot for who could win because penalty kicks are just a whole another ball game. It really is. And, and I
1: would not want to be the goalie in that situation yeah, at all.
0: Yeah. I would not want to be the goalie either, but uh Italy has a I mean both goalie, I mean to be honest. Yeah. Pickford for for England and then Donnarumma.
1: All you got to do is get a a lucky bounce kind of thing. You got to you got to choose which side before yeah. he even kicks it kind of yeah. thing. You got to
0: you got to be lucky the on anticipation. that. anticipation. Yeah. Of like making a decision before they even kick the ball. Is Which is just crazy. crazy. And to uh, see
1: him either either secure two to three uh, saves in that. And I think one of them was like a miskick kick from the upper left corner that actually sailed over. So he got yeah. lucky on that one. But um, yeah, that that's just crazy to get two to three saves in five penalty kicks. When it's literally you're shooting the ball... Light speed kind of thing, and it's only from like fifteen yards out, kind of thing. Yeah, which is just crazy to me.
0: Yeah, and uh, to to kind of elaborate on that, uh, obviously in the end Italy did win, and what Austin was talking about, uh, or Donnarumma or the goalie for Italy made those saves, and uh, he ended up being the player of the player of the tournament or something like that, which was the first goalie in like. A while to be a player of the tournament player of the tournament, That's which very is very cool. Which is really cool. Good for him. Um good for him. But yeah, just an incredible match, uh on both sides and obviously Italy uh winning it uh wasn't coming home. No.
1: Not to England. Not this year.
0: But uh that is sad
1: stuff. They got to the finals though. So yeah I mean you can be appreciative about that. But yeah. I know most fans won't be appreciative of that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but it's coming to Rome. It's yep. not coming home. It's coming to Rome. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was good, impressive man. stuff, both sides. And uh, moving on to the other tournament that was going on, uh, Copa America. Let's go. this match uh, happened on Saturday, and Argentina winning over Brazil 1-0 one nothing. Just crazy. Crazy tournament. Um, another crazy tournament and another crazy win in the final. Um, I wasn't following along with the whole tournament for the Copa America as much. Neither was um, I. I was pure Euros. I was pure Euros as well. But I but did, Messi, I did tune in to watch Messi lift the cup uh, at the end cool. of the match. And uh, that's his uh, first uh, international trophy with Argentina. Um, Good for Messi. Obviously, awesome for Messi. And I think it, it cements him as goat status. One of the greatest of all time. Yep. Probably one of probably the.
1: One, one. I would say. One I would just greatest. say one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> I was like, eh, Well, he yeah, could there be there the greatest. So many, there's a lot of other players. Exactly. All right. Um, moving on through. So we got, we got uh fight news all done. We got footy done. We're moving into MLB. Outfielder Ronald Acuna. Yep, junior of the Brave suffered a season end season ending injury this past weekend, tearing his ACL. Yeah, he man. will not Crazy. be in tonight's game, which literally starts right now. We should probably for the, uh, for the tune into that.
0: Yeah, here yeah, I'll I'll change it. Uh, Behind the you, there you go. Fine. We were watching the. Uh, not to cut you off or anything, but we no, were no, watching no, you're the- Men's U.S. national team, which we'll talk about later, but I believe, I believe they won pretty, pretty, uh, um, awesomely. What was the final score there? One oh eight.
1: Oh my goodness! 80. They blew them out by twenty eight points
0: over Argentina. So that's pretty good. I, I guess victory I could, there. I but... could
1: have taken the twenty five and a half <laughs> at one point. <laughs> we were thinking about live bending this game early on, and at one point it was at like twenty five and a half. In the first quarter, and we were like, um, let's not, but say we did kind of Take thing. Take the
0: over for the first half. Exactly. Of the game. There we
1: go. That's exactly what we did, and we actually won on that, so that's good stuff. So back to MLB News. This is terrible, especially because this is the Braves, so this affects the NL lineup for the All Star game. He would have been in it.
0: He probably would have probably hit second or third, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it also affects them long-term for the rest of the season. They're they the a couple Braves, of games yeah. back. Yeah. They're behind... Uh, the
1: Phillies and the Mets in their yeah. division. Yeah. Let's go Phillies. We're coming on strong. Yay. Nats on a losing streak, but... It's okay. After this All-Star we're, break, we're, they're going to light you it guys, up. <laughs> we're playing you guys in three weeks anyways. You guys are going to storm-stomp us the entire time. <laughs> oh my goodness I hate playing you guys man I hate it because we have Bryce Harper and you guys are always going to play lights out against him no matter what even from like 10 years from now
0: uh, it's just... like some weird grudge that yeah have it really you. is
1: it's, really, like, it's basically like we didn't win with you so we hate you so we're going to win against you every single year yeah. every single time we play <laughs> against you it's really like that and I hate it because I'm like can we ever get a win against the Nets please <laughs> Not the greatest team in the world, but they are deserving if they go on a run. I I would bet you that. They are deserving, but I can't tell you if we even get a wild card position because we looked at the (laughs) rankings before we went into this podcast, and uh, we found out the NL East, which is our division with the Phillies, the Nats, the Mets, the Braves, and the Marlins, all in the same division we're we're dead last of all the divisions <laughs> we're freaking dead last we we saw some like padres got crap for the nl west they're like
0: padres third Dodgers, in their and
1: division and giants. they have 53 and like 40 or something like yeah, that all three of those teams are like 50 oh plus gosh. wins and it's just like um okay cool uh, We're not even, we'll probably, maybe, maybe we'll make a wild card, I don't know, no. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Come October. Yep, <laughs> yep.
0: You want to take away uh, Otana? Otani, Shohei, Showtime, is now, uh, now has the most single season home runs by a Japanese-born player. Let's go! This is awesome. And it's also... We're halfway through the season. I know. And he's at 33 home runs. That's just crazy. It's oh, crazy. Man. But uh, I believe, I want to say he surpassed Hideki Matsui, who had 31 home runs. I could be that wrong. That sounds wrong. right.
1: He played on the Seattle Mariners, Mariners for yeah. the longest time.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that's who he surpassed. But either way, Shohei's now the uh, single season home run. Uh, Hitter for a Japanese born player, and And uh, it is to crush 60 maybe. maybe. I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping for him to crush 60, that would be impressive, man. I don't want to see him slow down, I want to see him keep going. But uh, then we had
1: the uh, (laughs) the derby. I was about to say, all we know is uh, he can't swing every four seconds,
0: yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, he's not a power hitter Uh -uh. like
0: uh, some other players. For the Derby that the... happened uh, last night for us. Let's talk about the rules real quick for the Derby. The rules got switched around, and yep. they were
1: fantastic this year. So there's no 10 outs anymore for the Derby anymore. So you're you're hanging ding- dingers, like left and right kind of thing. So you got three minutes, right, for the first round. The first round was the only thing I saw because I had to... Like I was not gonna watch three hours worth of the, <laughs> the derby last night. I just wasn't. But uh you got three minutes of that and you can call a timeout during the three minutes just to get like, you know, your breath back and everything and then go and start swinging every four or five seconds again kind of thing. And um, after that you also get a bonus of one minute and you're you're not you're not um, getting the most – so the top four or five would move on, right? In a normal 10-out um, uh, home run derby and everything Yeah. kind of thing. The top four or five would move on to the second round kind of thing like that. It's not like that anymore. You're actually going against somebody. Now they have it like bra-
0: in brackets. B- brackets, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly, which I thought was very, very cool. And with the uh, show and Soto's... Um, D- little derby demolition kind of thing that went on for literally a straight half an hour was the greatest thing I've ever seen in
0: MLB history. No, I'm just kidding. But it was really, it was awesome. really freaking cool. It was awesome. Really to see, cool. It was awesome to see uh, them just battling back and forth. Back like, and forth. The first round, I can't remember how many home runs they hit. So in, the first round was, the, was 22 uh, versus 22. Okay, they hit 22 and 22. And Shuatana,
1: man, or Otani. He was gassed. He was gassed. He didn't even hit a first home run in the first 40 seconds. That's just crazy to me. And then after he called that timeout with a minute and 20 left. He went on a tear. He went on a tear. And uh, we're coming down to like the last 10 seconds. And I'm like, all right, he's starting to get in a groove here. But he still has two home runs that he got to nail. And sure enough, the next three pitches that were pitched, he got two home runs, and they tied up the ball game. And I was like, that this this is what makes me more interested yeah. in the home run derby than any of the other years prior. This was very very cool. Um, and then into the second round, I believe they each hit six home runs on on a minute. That's what they had. They had a minute time, and they yep. each hit six home runs. So they yep. had to go into a like a basically like a Triple OT, but it's really not a triple OT because they didn't have an extra minute to bat in the third extra time or however you I want think that to call that. I think
0: that the third uh, extra time was or like overtime off. thing was a swing-off. Exactly. Where they...
1: They could... Um, it was
0: like unlimited pitches, but yep. you only get three contact uh, yep. swings. Yep. So it was up swings. first. Yeah. Um, that's how
1: it was played throughout the entire um little battle that they had kind of thing.
0: Soto right off the bat. He well the first one, first pitch, well, he took he, the he first took, pitch. Yeah, yeah. And the second one, boom. Not gone. It. Gone. And then I can't remember the rest, but the rest that he con- that he hit, that he swung at were gone. Yep. And I think he did it in like five or six pitches,
1: but do you, yeah, in five to six pitches, give or take, did you remember one of uh, the pitches that he was thrown at, like the pitching coach that they have, Uh, he like threw threw it it, it it and it it went like completely to his right side. If you're looking at it from straight out of the uh, batter's box. So the right side and it went straight off to like the, basically the dugout basically. And it was hilarious, but he was like, eh, shake it off, kind of thing, and we're just going to do it again. Well, he
0: did his, uh, he, the, he did the, uh, he had the stance. Uh-huh. The Soto, like, <laughs> uh, little charge at, at the mound stance towards the, the pitcher. I think it's their, uh, what do they call it? Um, I thought that was pitching good. coach. I thought that was good was from the, the pitching one that, coach. It, 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 was that was a nice little um, a little banter, and that, yeah. I think was I think that, that was, was after he hit the second. I think that was after he hit the second home run. Yeah, he did that, and it's funny because if what if he would have swung on something like that? I know it's just kind of like a check. It's just kind of <laughs> like to check your mentals there. It uh, was good uh, to kind of you know, I I don't know man. It was. Uh, it was the. It was just so cool to watch. It was very cool. the battle of back and forth like that was well worth it. Even, even with I mean local Washington Nationals player Juan Soto, yeah, beating Shohei Otani, the favorite, yeah. to win the Derby. He was so gassed, man. He was. Even Which at- we were talking about this earlier, where I was saying you know, I was saying that Soto or er, Soto knows his pitch for. Hitting home runs, I think. Yeah. I think he knows that pitch, like high and outside, somewhat outside type yeah. of pitch. Yeah. Uh, Shohei, he kind of he knows the pitches that he can hit, which is all in the in the batter's box, you know. But he's not. He's a, more of a contact hitter in exactly. the sense that you know he's a guy. He's a player. One, he's a pitcher. Yep. And two. He's, he's just trying to, in most of the time in regular season games, he's just trying to get on base. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, hitting those singles, the doubles, and he's even a, a player that hits triples, a lot of triples too, because he's fast. He's very fast. I don't um, understand it, but he's fast. I mean, he's such a utility player. It's he really un- unbelievable. Is. But, he's uh, stay in the a- AL... For the entire time he's there, I think he, I think he's going to be locking up a contract because probably the NL does not have a long-term DH. deal.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which would be awesome, but I don't know where they would grab the cap space because they already got Trout on yeah, board for another ten true. years. That is true. So you know, um, but also during the derby, um, I want to talk a little bit okay. just about the first round of Alonso. Yeah. My goodness. I tuned in right when he was stepping out of outside of the batter's box, so he was already done. And I saw the 35, and I was like, "Um." So he hit 35 home runs with 10 outs, <laughs> and my dad's like, "No, no, there's different rules and everything like that." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." And I started watching. I was like, "So he had four minutes total, and he hit 35 35? home runs." Holy
0: crap! Yeah.
1: And then Crazy. he goes he, later on, he goes on to win yeah. the entire thing and he also won in twenty nineteen, so technically he's back to back because twenty twenty we did not have a home run derby. Yep. And I don't even think we had an all star game. I'm not quite sure about that, but it I don't what think it we is. I don't
0: think we had anything yeah uh for twenty twenty, all star or I know derby. they had to cut
1: their season short and then they had to only play like sixty games until october last year and they were playing triple or uh, double doubles like double headers kind of thing for a lot of the time because you could get covid because that was that was the first sport to come back last year during covid that was the first sport that was before the bubble for the nba yeah so at that point if you if you got like two to three guys that have covid you're out for like a Week or two, kind of thing, and then you can come back in, or 12 days, or whatever they agreed on. But, um, it, it was a lot of double headers and everything, and everything like that. But it was just crazy for two months, period, for the MLB last year just crazy. But, um, great for Alonso, man.
0: Yeah, man, it was, it was uh, that plus
1: 500, man. Yeah, or it 550 was, or something like that.
0: It was, uh, <clears throat> I, I want to say by the final, final two rounds, he had dropped to mm. to mm-hmm. minus like one thirty something. Ah. Uh, after he got out of that, once he hit the thirty five, his his lines dropped drastically. Like, oh, he's gonna. There's a potential I mean, there's for a, him to go, go there's back. There's definitely, to that. but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Obviously, uh, and we had another somewhat local uh, player from the Baltimore Orioles, Trey Mancini, yep. uh, out there in the derby. And uh, he got past the first couple of rounds and made it to the final round against Alonzo. And in that final round, man, he hit 22 home runs. I know. Which was insane. I did not think he was going to hit that many because in the second round, who was he going up against? He was going up against... Uh, trevor story i think okay for the rockies mm-hmm. um and he only hit like 13 to 16 15 maybe it was like 15 or 16 home runs so uh and i thought like oh he's looking kind of gassed too uh-huh. he's not gonna be able to to hang with with uh with Alonzo. But how Alonzo came back and actually hit 23 home
1: runs to clinch the victory, which is just crazy. Well,
0: I think Alonzo ha- kind of got a little bit lucky in the terms of getting to go second. Yeah. If Alonzo would have went first and put the pressure on Mancini, I think it would have been interesting to see if Mancini could hit however many Alonzo could hit. True, true. Because Alonzo could hit like... 25 26 <laughs> home runs you know very and, easily and and if uh mancini could have like had that to chase maybe there would have been a, a a different uh outcome but at the same time man love mancini's story and and happy that he was there mm-hmm. uh to even participate and uh, i know we've talked about him in the past podcasts before but uh he's good stuff man he's a solid ball player and uh you know it was awesome to see him in the final see a somewhat local team represented cuz soto got knocked out by alonzo agreed but uh yeah man it was it was an awesome derby to watch yeah it was an awesome derby to watch. I hear. that's what i hear i think the rules but i really would agree. made it so much
1: better i would so agree with better. you
0: on the rules and just having uh watched the shohei juan soto battle yeah that that's was really all you needed to watch that was that's a half really hour battle to for watch. you
1: guys half hour it was ridiculous but it was awesome it was so much fun uh
0: but yeah man that uh, Props to Alonzo. We got the game coming on right
1: now. Yeah,
0: I believe it's uh, just about, first pitch is just about to uh, start to up, be, uh thrown, thrown here <laughs> pretty soon, pretty in the next few minutes. Not start, but uh, uh, thrown. I, they already did the national anthem, so we're going to be good to go and keeping up to date on, on the All-Star game for MLB. But uh, moving on to some, excuse me, <clears throat> some NHL news. Let's go... We had the Tampa Bay Lightning closing out the series last week in a game in Game Five, and they are your back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. And man, yeah, I wanted this to go seven, but there was going to be no way in <laughs> no hell—no way, no way—that Montreal was going to be able to battle back. But I mean, no matter what, they those guys. Although they weren't able to battle back in the series long term, they, they were battling and playing their hearts out the their
1: hearts series series like the like the entire cup first run three series yeah the entire cup run
0: was just impressive. Uh, so props to Montreal and the Canadians. Good job, you um, guys. Good job. They're gonna have a pretty solid team going forward, I think. Um, Agreed. Agreed. But uh, we got some some. Uh, how do they say it? It's controversy, but... Controversy. <laughs> Some controversy. Uh, oh, man. In, uh, in, uh, in uh, Tampa Bay, yep. using the long-term IR, uh, in the long-term injury reserve, to retain about $18 million in cap space, um, this... This maneuver that they did isn't an illegal thing that they did uh during the regular season and postseason, but it did help them uh it did help their team manage to be over the cap. Yep. Uh using the the long term IR. There's there's different articles that you can read and look up on on how they did it, but it's honestly obvious and and obviously like the Tampa Bay Lightning were the better team in the final and in the entire cup run uh, and I think that was just s- solely off the back of their goalie Andre Vasilevsky, who agreed won the Conn Smythe the MVP of the playoffs um, good for him but yeah man it, it, if you want to dive down into the controversialness of the cup run of the Tampa Bay Lightning and their back to back playoffs go and <laughs> don't look that up on your own but very true um, very true <laughs> either way
1: but like during the uh, so basically for the long term IR it's basically like the players that were on long term injury reserve kind of thing they came back for the playoffs so they they filled up the lines like even even more so kind of thing and like those lines were golden for yeah. Tampa Bay throughout yeah. the playoffs
0: essentially what happened i think uh Kucherov, Nikita Kucherov... um, His salary cap is like a lot of money. Yeah. And he was put on long-term injury reserve during the regular season. And he came back in the playoffs. Yep. And played. And that put them over the cap in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But once he was on the roster, they just, I think, dropped some guys that they... Because he was able to come back... Yeah. They were over the cap in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But... Like, I mean, either way, they would have in the regular season they would have maneuvered it if he didn't go on long term. Yeah. IR, they would have maneuvered it uh, to to like be under the cap yeah. eventually. And I think we were talking about this earlier that if any other team, that's exactly what I was going to say. If any other team had this happen to them, they, they would, would do the obviously same thing. Do the same thing. They would do the same thing. So exactly, people it, that. I just bring it up on the podcast because, you know, there's some people are complaining that, oh, they were over the cap and, you know, they shouldn't have won because they were, they did this over the cap thing. And it's just kind of like, well, I mean, whatever, th- done yeah, every other so team would have done it, it. So it's, it's okay. It's, like it's okay. It is it's what fine. it is.
1: Um, oh. but also at the same time, um, stay tuned. We got the expansion draft coming up. Yes. Yeah, yes, that should be exciting. Crazy. Believe that is uh next week. This will be my first first time go go around with this. So uh since watching NHL more and everything yeah. like that. You so. missed the
0: last one with yep. Vegas, mm-hmm. And that was uh that was nerve wracking and this They also one, won the next year, so Well, they went to the final. They didn't win, they uh, lost. They didn't win? They, they, lost. Win. they, they lost. lost to the to the caps. Oh yeah. That's right. They Lost to the caps, man. Mm. But uh this year, this time around, I Shocking. think the, I think the NHL is <laughs> is uh I don't know if the Seattle Kraken are going to be uh <laughs> are going to be That's what they chose their
1: name as? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Is well, it, it's pretty cool their logo. It's pretty is pretty cool. cool.
0: Okay. I did not know that's their name. Okay. They kind of have like the Mariners uh color scheme too, color black and teal yeah
1: which would go really well with the kraken
0: yeah it it's pretty cool okay Uh, okay but uh yeah man other just funny news uh the tampa bay lightning obviously had their parade celebration over the weekend and just go and check out some of those videos they're hilarious obviously uh kucherov is celebrating it up one of their tampa bay star players uh obviously that guy that came back from IR <laughs> yes uh he's just living it up and, and milking every second of uh you know the win the back to back win all the boys are but uh they're having a hell of a time down there in Tampa Bay they had a boat parade and uh at some point the cup was dropped <laughs> them dumbasses dropped the stanley cup i mean give me a give me a break i know the boys down in dc when they were partying hard when they won they dented the cup by doing a keg stand on it Mm. (laughs) these boys in tampa bay they dented the cup because they dropped Dropped it it. but either way it doesn't matter it doesn't matter this is just dumb funny news to me but Um, at the same time it gets it gets shipped back to montreal (laughs) for repairs and i'm just like that's where the repair station's at yeah it's that's crazy (laughs) I'm just like, oh, the irony that it gets, <laughs> the cup gets sent back to Montreal. That's pretty cool, man. But for repairs. and
1: That's pretty cool. Oh, man. Uh, and Montreal also, players on, this, on the window. Oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> Don't send it back. Leave
0: it here. <laughs> uh, also, just quick news update in the trade and contract buyouts uh, that happened recently. Duncan Keith. A uh, defenseman from the Chicago Blackhawks uh, was traded to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh veteran defenseman, you know, Duncan Keith, he's won some cups. And uh, I think this is a good fit for him to be moved, uh, you know, in his late season, late career move for him in Edmonton. I think this will really help Edmonton in their long run, yep. trying to get, you know, further into the playoffs. And, you know, they've got good players and a, And a good team, but they just can't seem to get anything done in the playoffs. So adding this veteran should help them in the long run. And then also we got uh, Ryan Suter and Zach Parise of the Minnesota Wild. They uh, just recently are now getting their contracts bought out. which Free agents. They'll become free agents in the offseason. Whether or not they retire or decide to retire or whatever... Or sign with another team is going to be an interesting thing, and like you were saying with the expansion draft coming up, just this off season is going to be a lot of moves, a lot of players that need to be signed, yep, a lot of free agents. You know, it's going to be a, a weird off season for the NHL and getting ready for this uh, upcoming season. So let's have no more expansion drafts after
1: this. That would be great. Yeah, I. <laughs> that would be great. You know,
0: I feel like maybe the NFL could come up with an an expansion draft that would at be some pretty point. Cool. I would like to see another team added to the NFL. But be I,
1: thirty-three teams, so that wouldn't make any sense. I don't insane. think
0: uh, <laughs> I don't think the NHL is going to expand anymore anytime soon. But then again, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? What do
1: we got next, man? We got the NBA. We got Phoenix is up 2 to 1 in the series against Milwaukee. Um this this is a good series right now. Phoenix looked like they were going to go Suns and 4. Suns and 4. <laughs> and that's what I bet on uh 2 nights ago kind of thing. I can't believe that they don't have a game tonight. I understand it's the All Star Game and everyone's gonna be paying attention to this kind of thing, but like, they were at Milwaukee <laughs> they and they playing. took a two day break. A two day break, which is just crazy to me. Crazy to me. But all, anyways, um, basically, it all depends on the mental state of Giannis. Giannis yeah. is the playmaker of the team. He's had forty plus points in both games. Back to um, back games. To, yeah. Yep, uh, the game two and game three. And they won Game Three by 20 points, so hopefully there obviously is no sweep coming for yeah. the uh, the Suns and everything. But um, at this point, I just want more basketball. So yeah, hey, if they win Game Game Four here net, tomorrow night, I would I would actually love that to be honest with you. I would love a three game series between them.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be pretty awesome.
1: Uh, but, uh, back to our, our earlier comments back in like two weeks ago, maybe even three weeks ago. Uh, I think we both agreed that, uh, sons and sits would be pretty nice.
0: Yeah. Sons and six would, uh, you know, I just, I keep rooting for CP three. I would like to see him win it, man. I think everyone does on this planet. The more, the more that, you know, I respect, I think. I respect both teams well enough that I'll be happy with either one that wins cuz there's some veterans on on the, on the Bucks that you know that are well deserved to win a final like in the finals too and win a championship so Agreed. Agreed. It's uh I'm just excited like like you that you know I I just want more basketball.
1: So do I. So do I. We got we got at least one more week left, man. At least. Well, hope, hopefully. Let's say hopefully. Hopefully. Because if Suns beat them, this is this, uh, looking less and less likely. We'll probably show you the championship next weekend. <laughs> or the champion. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. But um, to sum up that, we're hoping that it goes 2-2. But who knows kind of thing. Who knows. I'll probably be betting on Milwaukee tomorrow night. True. And I, l- I would probably take like a
0: Giannis. Or, over yeah, 34 because
1: aren't they like uh aren't they favored so yeah the line is all skewed it's like at plus four and a half right yeah. now for the suns
0: i would take like a part player parlay for like Giannis to score more than 34 points go off
1: again and everything
0: but uh oh man oh, i thought that was out but nope pop fly from tatis sorry Side side tangent of the All Star Game. No, you're good, man. You're good. Shohei with the first out there, fly out from Tatis.
1: Go into your uh, NCAA here.
0: Yeah, just a quick little NCAA update. Uh, basketball. Let's go. college basketball. Last we past couple weeks we've had some football updates, uh, but this week we got a little bit of basketball update with UCLA, man. They are going to be my favorites to go to the final. I think I will place a futures bet on them to at least be in the final four at first and I might also take them to win um, later on in the season. Later on, maybe. Depending on what the odds are at, I might take yeah. them to win it all right away. But uh, That's a challenge. It, it is a challenge, but I expect them to be back. Yeah. I expect them to be back and... Uh, the reason why is because uh, this past week Johnny JuSang has said that he's staying out of the draft. Uh, so in saying coming that back. he's coming back, uh, and they have a uh, they have the majority of their team coming back. Yeah, and they lost in the semis to uh, to Gonzaga. Yep, well, off, and, of, miracle uh, three, off like of a you, miracle three, like you said, it was a heartbreak. Yep, it was a heartbreak loss, and oh. these boys are ready to come back. I won some money off that, so I was actually kind of happy.
1: <laughs> some lunch money. You did. I lost. I lost
0: that I lost that day.
1: But it's all good, man. The it's all break, good.
0: The heartbreak is what is going to lead these boys back to Final Four and Finals run, I think. I just think they're going to make a, a huge run this year. Let's go. And uh, I'm just excited for basketball and college basketball together. Uh, so... Going to be keeping up to date and following along probably this season when it comes around. I'll be following UCLA this year, so I got the Ohio State
1: Buckeyes. I'm going to tune in real fast here. Um, Two quick things for the update on Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, We've lost. So, Juzang came back kind of thing for UCLA. This past week or two weeks ago, um, our boy Washington, our point guard, decided to stay in the draft. Now, um... I do believe he's going to have a great career. He might take a few years. He'll probably be like a Garland kind of player kind of thing. But um, I do think he'll he'll end up doing pretty, pretty okay with himself. Um, <laughs> we were a top 10 team uh, at the beginning of this month going into the preseason. Now we're a top 25 team <laughs> because of that. <laughs> that... Uh, the him staying in the draft which really just sucks. Uh, it does, but at the same time I'm I'm happy for him and I think we have a solid team now. We just got a point guard from the Raging Caj- Cajuns down in Louisiana. He had the same stats as him and he was like the one of the better players of their team. So we're just like, "Hey, you come up here. We might have something this year. Maybe we won't lose in the first round." Hopefully, my gosh, <laughs> or Roberts for Pete's sake. Um, but also um, going over to basket or uh, football news. Ba- football news. Um, JTT. I did not mention this last week, but we got him on July fourth. I was so happy, so so happy. This he teams up with Jack Sawyer, which is number four in the class. He's number three in the class overall, kind of thing. So you're looking at, oh my goodness, our line is going to be destructive the next three years. Can't wait. Can't wait to play Oregon and get in <laughs> week two. Can't wait. I mean, they're coming to us, and it's a 12 p.m. game. Doesn't make any sense. That's 9 o'clock their time. I hope to God that they come at least on Tuesday and just take virtual classes for three days. So they can get tuned into to the Eastern timeline and everything yeah. like that. But I'm not quite sure if that's going to happen now. Because everything is back to normal and everything like that. <clears throat> but um, props to the Buckeyes for getting them. I would tell you guys a lot more, but we have so much
0: more to get through right now. So we're moving on to the Olympics here. Some Olympics updates. Uh, last week uh, we missed talking about Shikari Richardson. Yeah. Track runner. Um, she's unfortunately not going to be participating in this year's Olympics due to a uh, substance ban and her testing positive for marijuana, I think. This is weed. But, weird. but uh, <laughs> some, uh, some yeah, pretty, pretty weird uh, restrictions there. But at the, same, at the time, same time, look for her to be competing at Worlds. Yes. Um, the World Championships for track and field um and uh you also, know the she's going to be Worlds uh,
1: is very different than what we have here Yeah in the and States.
0: also there were some personal things going on with yeah. her at the time I think her mother passed away so uh so we're was, looking uh, at the
1: Worlds which is probably next summer I think I would it's say. next
0: summer is the world so look for uh, her to get back in there and, and probably, probably win I'd like probably her to win. see her
1: win yeah. I, I honestly have never heard of the Worlds before this kind of thing so I mean, I'm pretty Pretty sure it's gonna be like a spotlight on her, so it's, I think it's, so. Yeah, it's gonna be like you—you'll know of the world by next summer, kind of thing, because it'll be ESPN will be heavily involved. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: and uh, other Olympic uh, news: Luka Doncic, 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 Doncic or Doncic? I always want to say Doncic. Uh,
1: I think it's Doncic, and Doncic, John,
0: Doncic, John Doncic, Doncic nah i don't know Ah, who cares luca luca uh and his own country of slovenia uh they managed to qualify for the olympics this year which is the first uh time slovenia has qualified in basketball men's basketball so it's uh pretty crazy and i was surprised by this but uh after watching some of the highlights of of uh luca and the slovenia team uh Obviously, Luca puts the team on his back, and he's putting team and country on his back <laughs> in go. this uh, tournament. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see where they uh, wind up come Olympic time, and the and the tourneys start going there for men's basketball. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and man, <laughs> continuing on with men's <laughs> basketball, these couple of uh, I I have I have this men's USA team. For basketball, has been looking good at their pre-Olympic practices. They also have released their uniforms, their their team unis, their kits. They look pretty clean, uh, guys. They look pretty clean, <laughs> but in exhibition match against Nigeria on Saturday, on this was two weekends ago, or maybe no, this wasn't two weeks This was last Saturday. They they would fall short, ninety to eighty seven. And tough loss, but Nigeria did look good and they were out shooting the USA team. Can't believe that. Uh, they had it's like Nigeria. 17, they were like 17 of 30 from the three-point line, That's which is like crazy. over 50%. Yep. Um, and really uh, our, I was thinking, you know, our our team kind of just needs some gel time. Yeah. yeah. But what would happen when they go <laughs> up against Australia? We would have thought it? Who would have thought Australia?
1: Literally, the only kid we know, or the only guy we know, because he's on like thirty-five, team, is Ingles. It's Joe Ingles, which is plays for the Utah Jazz, I believe. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, they would lose to Australia, <laughs> so good thing today when we were watching. I know we already updated this, but they would beat Argentina by uh, almost thirty by 20, points. By almost thirty points, which is so, just
1: crazy. But um.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're jelling. <laughs> yeah, it maybe they look they looked better. Argentina didn't look great at all. Period. Nope, and they really only have
1: Composo, <laughs> which is who's like short a second string guy, second string Murray, bench player. Murray was out guard. for the entire postseason, so you had Composo in there for
0: Denver. Oh man, that poor guy. But uh, yeah, man, he's gonna like uh, get kicked it, out round one. It is uh <laughs> it is. Men's USA basketball teams looking, looking kind of questionable. On, on the questionable side. They're on going the up. Into, they're they're on, on the up. Now they are. Now yeah, they now are. they are. They're exactly. on the up, uphill slope of going into the Olympics. Uh, so rooting for them. We're going to be following them, obviously. Um, if they
1: could just take pointers from the younger squad, that would be amazing. Yes, <laughs> exactly, because... Take it away. Um, our men's under-19 team won the FIBA tournament. Congrats to those dudes. They were balling out kind of thing. They yes, won, sir. I think, 84 to 82, something like that. Um, So they won by two points. I'll, I know that for sure, against France. Against France, yeah. And that just wrapped up this weekend also. So this was like a big tournament weekend, man. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. All crazy.
0: sports. All sports.
1: My goodness. But um, congrats to them. I'm hoping that our team can, or our men's team, our official men's team, can actually take some freaking pointers from them for once, and hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, start gelling a little bit with everyone. Um, but congrats to them, under nineteen team win. I mean, that's that's basically like seniors in basketball at this point, or seniors in high school playing yeah. basketball. Yeah. Or maybe you're a young freshman and you can still play because you're under 19. Yeah. I'm not even quite sure how that works, but it is what it is and good for them. Hopefully our men's basketball sticks with it and everything. And that is our wrap up of
0: the news. segment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we went an hour we through did. that. <laughs> we did. Woo. That was crazy. If you didn't catch it off, off air, if you're listening carefully, we got a change. <laughs> uh
1: going on to our discussion topic of this week we're still in the football realm we're doing our top linebackers we got um top 7 and then we got honorable mentions for this week
0: yeah man uh you know i just a preface all of all of my stuff uh I, my list is uh loosely based off of uh, pff rankings yep um and a lot of the stuff that I'll talk about I'll, I might mention some PFF uh rankings in that and as well as you know why I just you know think they could poten- these players could potentially uh be great or not so great well I I don't think I I have anything that's not so great I think I think, I think all these players maturity, are going to be yeah I think all these players are going to be uh pretty decent coming this next season as well agreed agreed um, but yeah, man. Do you want to start it off, or do you want me to start it off? I got I w- a couple of hon- I got three honorable mentions. Here. Yeah, let's
1: start you off, kind of thing. Uh, by the way, mine's off of CBS Sports, so we got different um, different URLs for our, our different uh, top. Our top sevens kind of thing with honorable mentions. But at the same time, we probably have the same people for our top five. True. Again this week.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> well, you know, always those top five players, uh, no matter all, what nope, position, exactly. it's kind of hard to differentiate who's, who's... You can tell the, the better players. Who's A1. <laughs> yeah, the players that are, you know, on those winning teams and mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, started it off. Uh, I got uh, Nick... Now, this name this last name is uh, is is befuddling to me. But uh Kewitkowski. Yep. Uh, he's a Las Vegas Raiders player, linebacker. Um Good for the Raiders. Cracking the top ten. He's a white boy. He's a white boy. He's <laughs> That's one fine. of the, he's one of the That's fine. one of the few white linebackers that I know of. Uh, but, uh, man, dude, this guy is a, he can play some football and he he can make some tackles. Um, after watching a few, uh, Vegas, uh, games last season, uh, obviously, uh, I was watching those games for my fantasy running back, Josh Jacobs, but, Mm -hmm. uh, watching some defensive plays from this kid, uh, uh he's not the most spectacular linebacker but uh, he is consistently underrated um, he did only surrender just one touchdown in coverage in each of his past two seasons that's really freaking good so I definitely uh, as an honorable mention man I, I feel like this kid is someone that you gotta you gotta watch yeah and I know quarterbacks will be watching him on the field yep Uh but uh, yeah, man, just that's that's where I got is my first honorable mention. Uh, who you, who you got? Do you have? We, we want to go to me because I only or, got one honorable mention. You only this got time. one honorable yeah. mention. Okay, then I'll I'll go ahead and run my other one. Okay. Um, my next one I have uh, Devin Bush, the Pittsburgh linebacker, a uh, young kid. Uh, Super young. He he's rec- relatively new to to the league. I think he's only played in like two seasons, one season was last year his maybe, first season, may- maybe second. I think last year was his second season, maybe. and he was injured, or was last year? I'm not quite sure.
1: All I know is he played on Michigan. And I remember when he got um... okay. Wait,
0: wait, wait. No, it, it last year was his second season. Okay, okay. First so season he did play in twenty eighteen. First season was uh. For Michigan, uh, first season, his rookie season was solid. so he
1: could be on the come up.
0: Yes, that's what I that's what I honestly am predicting based off of the few games that I that I remember hearing of him last season before he got injured. He was you know a, obviously a part of that Pittsburgh team that was going undefeated. Early. Yeah, and before he went down oh, with injury, he
1: also has stupid. Um, what's his face? The other. Uh, What's his face? Who's who's the defensive line for uh, Arizona? Defensive end.
0: Oh, the Watt brother.
1: Yeah, he also has the. other... Oh my goodness, right? that's crazy. All or right. is he
0: a fullback?
1: No, 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 no. He's he's a, he's deaf. No, no, no. He, um, I think. Or uh, both of those Watt brothers. Yeah, are on Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh. One is a fullback, and the one other one is a defensive the, end. Uh, no, or it's not a defensive end. He's defensive a out, uh, outside linebacker. Oh,
0: he is a linebacker.
1: Yeah, I thought one of
0: them was a tackle. No?
1: No. Because then you got the older one who is... J.J. The,
0: Watts, defensive end. Exactly. Okay, maybe that's why I'm mixing it up with. You're good. But, You're good. Uh, Yeah, man, Devin Bush, uh, he only had a few games in his uh, second season, uh, but his playmaking ability and, uh, you know, relative to consistent... Like, his playmaking ability and consistency i'm looking to see that improve in year three also you know hoping that he stays healthy think that he can you know provide some pretty good backbone in that linebacker position for pittsburgh i can
1: also add to that so since he did play two years ago for michigan that means he was at the final season of uh, coach washington who is now on the buckeyes we stole him away two seasons ago from michigan to come to ohio state crazy how that works Good job, Coach Day. You came into Tennessee <laughs> territory and you you actually took two coaches away from Michigan. The other one retired after last season, but good job you guys. Good job. Or um so <laughs> going into that Washington, Coach Washington is such a great linebackers coach for him and everything for any young players. And I know we've had some really good um, linebackers come in from Ohio and from other places Actually, they're all Ohio. They're all Ohio born, and they're also really good kind of thing. And he's he's been recruiting them. He's been um, uh, for some for some of them who uh, stepped onto the field um, this past summer. So basically, like two months ago, kind of thing. Um, he's been really helping them and everything, and molding them. He he is such a great linebackers coach, and I hope and pray. That we keep him for five years, but that's just not likely because he was about ready to skigaddle last year to take over the Tennessee job, the head coach job. So his his sights are on the head coaching realm. But uh, true, hopefully we keep him for the next two to three years. I would be happy with that. Maybe win a title or something like that. That would be great. That'd be great. But um, just just because he coached up Bush and everything at Michigan for two years, I think I I think his um. Work ethic and all of that strength and conditioning is from Al Washington, and uh, he's a really good linebacker's coach. All right, moving on. (laughs) Um, Actually, for mine, because since I have only one honorable mention for you guys this week, I have Demario Davis from Atlanta Falcons. Um, He's a linebacker there. Um, he is a little bit over 30, kind of thing. Um, he got his in all uh his he got his all pro first all pro selection, um, either in 2020 or in 2021, and he did not regress in 2021. So I'm pretty sure it was in 2020. Um, former third round pick out of Arkansas State, he recorded 119 combined tackles, four sacks, which ranked. Um f- and four sacks last year, which was just incredible. And I just think he was one of the better options to pick for my honorable mentions kind of list kind of thing. Um, I might have a few other guys that are, are coming back from injuries and everything like that, but I think he had a pretty stellar season. He's over 30. I mean, he's like l- you're looking at like a Fred Warner or Wagner kind of star stud person for that defense. True. But also, at the same time, he's probably the best team, on, best person on the t- defense because Atlanta Falcons ain't, ain't going to do <laughs> nothing this year. Not one bit, especially after Julio Jones leaving, going to our enemy, which is the Tennessee I can't believe they went to the Tennessee Titans. I can't <laughs> believe that. Oh, my goodness. I, we better win both games against them. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. And Buckner better be in both of them. Better not have COVID again this year. Because that one game that we, <laughs> we played against Tennessee, I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry had about 220 yards right up the gut. <laughs> right up the gut. I think he averaged like 10 yards per uh, per uh, per rush. So, yeah. Let's hope Buckner stays in there kind of thing. But uh, that's my that's my uh, eighth pick or whatever, honorable one honorable mention. I, I just think it's really good that he stood out last year and had almost 120 tackles, which is pretty nice.
0: Very pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, for your eighth? Uh, I have uh, Jalon Smith of uh, Dallas. Um, I'm not exactly sure of his age, but uh, he is a more, uh, he's an older uh, linebacker. So um, second
1: or third contract, give or take?
0: I think probably like second, probably like second contract. Um, he has flashed elite play, but uh, definitely over the years has uh, lost consistency. Um, but uh, in his second NFL season, it, he did uh, rank as the sixth, sixth best linebacker in the league with uh, a grade of uh, 84.1 PFF grade, Yep, uh, which is pretty good. Um, but, uh, you know... Since then, uh, he's declined uh, pretty much. Since then, and uh, obviously, Cowboys defense as well. Cowboys oh, yeah, defense has like just never been right
1: now, kind of thing. They are,
0: but they aren't. Like yeah, they still don't play. I hear that. They, they aren't. They don't play good. I hear good. that. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that one hundred percent. They don't play good. Uh, they'll still get beat. You know, their secondary still gets beat all the time. We're looking at probably like
1: that person, the team to come out on top for the East this year will probably be like a 9-8
0: and eight team. And to be honest, it probably should be Dallas that wins. It but should be, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Washington. And I think it's going to be Washington as well.
1: <laughs> they got the Predator, which is just coming for everything I know. this season. Coming he, for everything.
0: He will destroy.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, For my... So we're moving into our top seven here now. Um, for my first pick of the, or seventh pick, however you want to call it, um, I got DeMario Davis from New Orleans, outside linebacker. Um, he came on, he burst onto the scene with 121 combined tackles in 2018. In 2019, kind of took a step backward, it wasn't, wasn't great kind of thing. Thankfully, he returned to form in 2020 with a career year. He had 139 combined tackles, fifth among inside linebackers, and his four stats ranked third. Um, and he led all inside linebackers with 18 tackles per loss or 18 tackles for a loss, which is just incredible. I think uh, he had a really great year last year again, um, and I hope he stays a. I, I I would I would hope that he considers to stay above one twenty realm for next year kind of thing. Um They're gonna need him, man. Him and um Lattimore Yeah, they're they're gonna need both of them to step up huge for them, especially with a new offense, new scheme probably for uh Jameson and everything like that. I, uh, I hope everything turns out okay for him. And Mike Thomas probably won't be catching those seven-yard slingers anymore, even though that's what he likes. Who knows? Who knows? But um, I'm hoping they do well, although they're in Tampa Bay's uh, divisions. they got to play them twice. Who knows about that? And Tampa Bay literally signed everyone back besides... Um, What's-his-face? Or did they sign him back, too, the wide receiver? They, uh pittsburgh guy
0: what's what's his face brown
1: brown yeah
0: i don't know if they signed him back
1: he wanted something rash that i thought they wouldn't go through with and everything but um who knows if they signed him back but uh everyone else is back so potentially my money's on tampa to win that division for sure they also got atlanta seahawks or i mean atlanta falcons my bad Atlanta Falcons, which is just going to be piss poor again. So, you got two wins there, hopefully. But, um, yeah, New Orleans, man. They're going to be A-OK this year, I think. Maybe. It literally depends on the offense. That all it depends on. They still got Alvin there, too, kind of thing.
0: And I'm trying to think, uh, they also have, uh, they obviously have Michael Thomas, they have Who's that other wide receiver? Lewis? No, they have. uh, He was like third. Yeah, he was a bigger guy, right? No, no No, smaller guy. Smaller
1: guy? guy? No.
0: I feel like he's he might be a pretty pretty breakout pretty much a breakout uh, wide receiver this year. Smith, something Smith. Traquan. Smith.
1: There you go. Yeah, I was thinking Lewis, but yeah, yeah. I thought he was bigger. Maybe he is. I thought he was. I thought he was taller than uh or
0: at least more broad and taller than Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is like sits one. I feel like he might be he might be a little bit more broader, but he might be shorter. Okay. I don't that know. That makes sense. I can't remember but I remember uh, seeing something about Traquan Smith. True. Uh, True. That the potential for him this season is gonna be a lot higher because James might might not go to uh, Mike Thomas as much. That's very true. Poor Mike that Thomas. deep ball, you know, James <laughs> Winston Thomas. deep ball. Yep, yep. <laughs> my goodness, uh, go into your top seven here. My s- number seven is uh, Tampa Bay linebacker Devin White. Devin White, man, some highlight plays, but uh, then again uh not as not as much as he could potentially have um he has made uh many tackles for loss or no gain than any other NFL linebacker over the past two seasons i think that number's at 33 um which is very impressive um he has a blazing 4.3 second speed and he flies to the ball carrier like very few other linebackers and other players can Um, essentially what to improve upon in this upcoming season um, he just needs to improve his coverage ability and cut down on the missed tackles which in 2020 he had 19 missed tackles which is a lot but then again he does you know try to go for uh go for those big tackles and when you try to go for the big tackles you can slip off the ball carrier and uh, not be as consistent as you could be when you just focus on ta- making the simple tackle.
1: That made sense. But, that made sense. Um, for my seventh or for my, oh,
0: you're on number six, number right?
1: six. Yeah. Oh man. See, CBS is so. <laughs> it's very weird, man, because they don't show the picture at the top of the uh, of your seven. It's at the bottom. So I'm pretty sure I just misread the entire um, seven for DeMario Davis. And I thought it was, oh, geez, this is bad. So DeMario Davis actually had 119 tackles in 2021 and four sacks. And he was a really good linebacker kind of thing. That is my seventh pick. I'm sorry, you guys. It's all
0: good. And then... I was getting confused too on oh, on man. mine because I have is Demario so Davis. Weird. Do you want me to just? Do you want to just skip to? Because uh, I have Demario Davis next. Okay. Uh, and then we'll just, just skip to top five.
1: Yeah that that works. That uh, works.
0: I have Demario Davis as well. Um, you know he's coming off his straight his second straight year. Uh, I want to say he's in New Orleans, but I could be wrong on that. Um. Is he in New Orleans? Does it say on that one that he's in New Orleans? Or is he in... I think you said he was in Atlanta. What? Demario Davis? Yeah. Is he in Atlanta? Up, up, up. Up. He's in Atlanta. Yes, correct. Okay. Then he must have gotten traded or something in the offseason. But, uh... Anyway. Uh... He only missed about, uh, 16 tackles on 263 attempts over the past couple of years. The best rate of any linebacker with that much playing time. That is very impressive. That is so uh, impressive. A, a very impressive stat. Um, and, uh, I just look for him to, to just, you know, keep on, uh, keep on keeping on, man. Cause he's a beast and, uh. He's a solid solid linebacker, which is the reason why I got him at number six. Yep. Um, yep. So we're gonna do our top, top five. five. Top five. Now, I
1: actually got it down now. Here, you guys. Oh my goodness. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um. So I got Levante David out of the Buccaneers. Um. He is a outside linebacker. Um. In 2020, he recorded 117 combined tackles, one and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, and 12 tackles for a loss. Um, In nine seasons, nine seasons, he has failed to record 100 combined tackles just once. Woo! That's pretty spectacular. Um, I have another linebacker in this top five here, too, from Tampa Bay, I believe. Somewhere down here in the line. But, um. Actually, let me check that real fast. No, I do not. No, I do not. So, this is the only guy from Tampa Bay kind of thing. 100 combined tackles in 9 seasons. And he only missed. He only failed that once. Which is just, just crazy kind of thing. Um he's at the age of 31 so this would be the time for him to regress and everything like that but he's still keeping up with the pace man like he almost had 120 kind of thing um he's due for he's due for another great 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 uh season this year um He's, he's going to do awesome if he stays healthy. He has had injury buds in the past kind of thing, but that hasn't slowed him down either way because obviously he's only failed once for 100 combined tackles. So props to him. Obviously they get another game, right, added on to this season. So sky's the limit for whoever's going to be the top dog. He's probably going to have like 165 to 170 tackles. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying which is yeah. just crazy.
0: Just crazy. All right, move on, man. Uh, my uh, my number five is uh, Darius Leonard of uh, Indianapolis. Let's go!
1: The beast. Um, the maniac, he's called. The maniac.
0: He, You could probably talk more about him than, than <laughs> I could, um, but uh, he has the most forced fumbles of any linebacker since he came into the league. 10, including the playoffs. Let's go. Crazy. Crazy stat. Um, You know, that's pretty much all I got for him uh, on this one. And also just the fact that, you know, I think that next season he's going to be a big impact for the Indianapolis Colts defense. He has to.
1: uh, We lost somebody on our linebacker unit that was like the top dog. So he is now taking the place of him. He's now top dog kind of thing. So... He has to ball out this year. He has to for us. i expecting big things from Darius Leonard. And uh, with that, my number four pick is Darius Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what it says here on CBS is uh, Leonard's rookie season in 2018 was unforgettable. As a South Carolina state. That's, I'm pretty sure that's division two. I'm pretty damn sure that's division two right there. Because I've never heard of South Carolina State before in my life. <laughs> um He led the league. Led the league. Led the league with 163 combined tackles. Now I remember this. Because this was only like two to three seasons ago, however in 2018. 2018. I remember this because each week. <laughs> He would be waiting for them to piss test him. And sometimes they would. Sometimes they wouldn't. But more often than not, they definitely did because he had like 17 to 18 tackles that game. Or maybe, I'm not quite sure if he ever hit over 20 that, that season or not. But uh, more, more, uh, more so than not, he definitely got piss tested almost every single game. Kind of like, alright, I'm going to ball out. And they're going to piss test me at the end, so I'm going to have to stay another half hour, but I'm still going to ball out no matter what. And you you can take my piss every single time. It does not matter. I will still ball out, which I think was very impressive. Um, 2019, uh, he missed three games due to a concussion, but still, he still recorded 121 combined tackles, Jeez. which is just insane. Jeez. Just insane, man. Oh, I man. mean, like, my goodness. Like, we could be looking at, like, a... If he stays healthy, oh my good, I, I, sky's the limit for this kid, man. He, well over one fifty, I would assume, well over one fifty. If he stays healthy for all seventeen, I'm not quite sure how they're gonna run that this year, because it's very hard for people to stay healthy in sixteen. Yeah. Let alone seventeen plus the playoffs. He might have a game or two where, where uh, they might call like a LeBron or like a uh, Steph Curry. Hey, I'm gonna sit out this game. Doesn't really mean that much, but at the same time, he can't really sit out any games this year because we have like one of the toughest, stupid schedules this year, which I'm so mad about. Yeah, first year with Carson Wentz and everything. Yeah. If if we get him, if he gets into his mentality mode of like, oh, I'm not doing great or whatever, and we're like five and four or something coming up to week ten, probably won't make the playoffs could tell you that right there kind of thing tight Tennessee times probably take that away from us but um yeah I am thoroughly impressed with Leonard and I'm I'm hoping that uh he rats up good good numbers for us kind of thing um he's also had his, he he got Leonard earned his second all pro honor in 2021 after racking up 132 tackles That doesn't make any sense. Because this year is one one.
0: 2021. Well, this year is 2021-2022.
1: Oh, that makes sense, so, too. Yeah. Okay. Maybe so just, maybe they're just, yeah, basing it off of when it ended kind yeah. of thing. I okay. think that's how they go. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's still crazy. I, props to that that guy. I'm so happy. Um, props to our uh, GM. He picked him out of Division Two school, and he was like, you're going you're gonna to do amazing things for us. And that was also the same draft we got Big Q. The uh, number one interior offensive lineman, according to either CBS Sports or a Pro Football Focus, either today or yesterday, they just ranked the interior offensive lineman. Got number one. I can't tell you how many pancakes he has. He has a lot of pancakes. You know what pancakes are. Yeah. Where the offensive line just... Smothers down on the defensive tackle And just like pins him down yeah. yeah, He's still doing that in the league So he's he's aggressive as all get out I'm so happy he's on my team So so happy I think we're about ready
0: to extend his uh, contract So good job Colts Good job Colts Well uh, at my number 4 I have uh, Eric Kendricks of Minnesota Hey um, You know He's played God damn I, to be honest, I, I remember watching a couple of games of this kid, this guy last season, uh, but I wasn't as focused on Minnesota's defense because yeah, nobody was. They aren't, uh, you know, known for having like a stellar defense like, or anything like that. It's like, like my that,
1: Atlanta but, guy earlier kind of thing. It's not
0: stellar, but him himself is yes, very stellar. Yes, and in saying that. Ah, uh, this is including playoffs. Kendricks has seventeen pass breakups. Yeah, uh, and I have that stat. Grades, too. uh he grades among all linebackers ninety one point seven uh, over the past two seasons in PFF rankings in cover uh, coverage grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he, I think he's been kind of like uh, overlooked per se.
1: Not overlooked because obviously he's like number three, number four on our uh, our list here. But um,
0: yeah, like not, he's not overlooked, but um, what do I want to say? Like, um,
1: damn, less, uh, less seen, which is another <laughs> yeah, form of like overlooked. Not, because
0: he plays on, on a not as great, Of team such as Minnesota, and they aren't known for their defense, he can be over easily overlooked as a player. That makes sense. But unless, like what we're doing, which is taking a position and trying to break down who the best players are at the position, you know, he grades at a higher level than you would think. And as a player, it kind of makes like for this doing these things the past couple of weeks. There's been players that I've never even really thought of. Sure, I know who they are when I see them on the field or whatever. Like, oh, that's so and so. Uh huh. But I never would have thought that. Like, I wouldn't have known like all of oh, their he's, stats or he's that they're doing good. that they're doing like really well that the past couple of seasons. Yep. And Now this is kind of like helping me. Uh. This is like, helped me, you know, figure out, like, oh, he's actually... He's pretty damn good. He's pretty damn good, and he just plays for a shitty team. (laughs) But it kind of makes me think, like, oh, that's a player that also is, like, trying to help that team, that shitty team win. Yeah. But at the same time... It's terrible. You can't... It's... Football's such a team sport... It's a lost cause. ...that it is almost a lost cause to try and... To even... Consider anything like that, but see with my number three, I also have Eric Kendritz
1: Um, that was his number four. That was this is my number three. I got some stats for you guys that he didn't um say. Uh, he has the highest PFF grade, Pro Football. Focus. Focus. There we go. I was about to say fantasy. And I was like, that's not right. Um, overall grade for the last since 2019. So last two seasons. Oh, okay. You you mentioned this. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Scroll down a little bit. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he recorded 107 combined tackles even with missed time. I think he missed 5 games um on the back end of the schedule. So he was out and they didn't make the playoffs, so his story was done basically week 11, week 12 kind of thing. But um So according to Ben Gosling of the Star Tribune, 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 um, the Vikings gave up at least 390 yards in four of their final games last season with Kendricks out due to injury and allowed 463 rushing yards and back-to-back losses against the Bears and the Saints because he was out oh mind blown like literally that's the only go-to guy on their defense that is actually worth a lick yeah basically (laughs) basically oh my goodness that is that is some crazy stats that i just put up there and um hey more power to you if uh, if you're the star person on your team on your defense that means you're making the most amount of money it does not matter kind of thing you know yeah, it does not matter. Like you don't have to run in with any cornerbacks that are making more money than you or a safety or a nickel corner or anything. No, no, no. You are the star person, so you're making all that dough, which is great uh, for this day and age because they obviously make more than they did 30 years ago, but um he's not on a good team. Yeah. He is not on a good team. And I don't see uh if I die, I die, guy doing any better this year at all <laughs> shout out shout out Kirk Cousins shout
0: out Pat McAfee show <laughs> uh. all right to your number three bro oh man I at number three I had Bobby Wagner Seattle's linebacker how in star the world linebacker. do at you have that three. three because my number one I feel like number one I feel like he's cemented himself as a number as number one that doesn't but, okay. but Bobby Wagner, and this is solely, mostly based off of Seattle's defense, based off of last season, they've pretty much deteriorated. Oh yeah. Um, he's, he's the, he the sole guy on their defense. He's the sole guy on their
1: defense. Just so, like we talked about just last like Kendrick. Just like Kendrick's. Last so time it's, around, it's, yeah. it's, it's
0: him. Yeah. So I'm like thinking, although, although he's, although Bobby Wagner's like in a class of his own. Pretty much. Um, pretty much. I think he's just. It, what I have written here is. He's be, he's being asked to become a bigger part of C, the Seahawks' pass rush strategy. Yeah, he has given to. their struggles in that area. Yep. Uh. Although he notched twenty three quarterback pressures in his fifth straight season. Yep. Um. How do you have him at three? It is crazy to have him at 3 <laughs> and I think it's he probably should be at number 2 at least but I have uh I have somebody else at number 2 instead um and that was also based off of personal preference um and this is I I feel like Bobby Wagner you're going to see him somewhat fall off yeah, in this next season for sure uh, and that's sure. just solely due because they're gonna be it, like the Eric Kendricks situation in Seattle, relying solely on him to yeah. do way too much. Yep. When he is a pass rushing uh, linebacker, he's not gonna be able to. He's not gonna be. Well, he's not a pass rushing linebacker, but he's a coverage middle linebacker, coverage linebacker. Yeah, middle linebacker does a lot of a coverage. Uh, um, he also stops runs and stopping a run, yes. But uh, I mean, I feel like he's just going to be asked to do a little bit too much, and they don't have as much uh, around him. No, to they kind don't. Of they don't. They lost their Legion
1: of Doom. They lost their uh, clowny I think. I think he was on Seattle at one point. So yeah, yeah, they're they're done for. They're yeah. done for. And it's only him. And you got a bunch of young guys to corral and hopefully make something out of nothing kind of thing. They still got Russell w- uh, Wilson, but uh, who knows about the offensive line this year?
0: Yeah, I, should, I have no idea, man. <laughs> yeah. It's why I put him at number three, just because he's, he's a solid linebacker for yes. Yes, he is number one worthy in the sense of him being the best at his position. Yeah, but I think there's a couple of guys that are that are a little bit ranked ahead of them, ranked kind of ahead thing. of them, and, and are on ahead of him, teams. and on better teams, and on pace to doing better, having a better stats for this upcoming season. That works, but, man. That works. I don't um, know, man. No, Who you're you good. You're good. Number, we're I think we're at number, number two, two for you.
1: Yeah. Um, I got Fred Warner. Um, he is he's been stellar. Like all the time for forever kind of thing uh, he's a middle linebacker for the San, uh, San Fran 49ers um, kind of thing blah 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 we went back and forth yeah, yeah, should be a top linebacker but ultimately we landed at number two so technically he took, took a step back last year um, he was rated number nine on this list last year coming into the season kind of thing. So that was two seasons ago that he t- took a step back. But in 2020, he managed to put up career numbers with 125 combined tackles, two interceptions and seven qu- quarterback hits and a sack. Um, another Pro Bowl, sl- oh, a first Pro Bowl. Sl- How in the world did you manage to be like over? I'm not quite sure if Fred Warner's over 30. I don't think he is. I think he might be younger. Um, but that is his first Pro Bowl selection that he got last year, and all. And honestly, it could have been a lot less tackles kind of thing because I believe Nick Bosa went out like number two, the uh, game number two in the season kind of thing. So uh, I'm I'm correlating I'm correlating that to the the rushes up the gut and everything like that, and the counter plays and everything like that, that I believe the off the uh, defensive line for San Fran would have corralled, but I think they lost a lot of guys kind of thing, so he would have to pick up the slack and everything like that. Uh, I, I believe he is destined to be such a great linebacker for San Fran, and I think San Fran might pick it up again this year. Uh, you got the Trey Air with uh, Trey Lance and Trey... Oh, what's his face? I played on Ohio State for one year. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name, Mitch? What's his name? He had like like twenty yards against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship. And then he had like another 200 yards against Clemson. And then the literally the first play of the Alabama-Ohio State game in the National Championship, somebody came up, some middle linebacker came up, blasted him, and broke his collarbone on the first play broke his collarbone and he was out for obviously for the last for the last game after that got rushed to the hospital but uh it is the trey air kind of thing but i do think they're gonna have uh garoppolo probably start kind of thing and kind of feel out trey land trey trey lance I'll say that 10 times fast um but I I just think he is such an impressive linebacker and everything like that that is Trey Sherman. Trey Sherman. There we go. Yep. Yep. Trey Lance. Trey Sherman. Um, he's he's gonna have a really good year this year again, kind of thing. And I, I hope he he stays healthy enough to compete for it, kind of thing. Because they're gonna need it. I'll tell you that. Mhm. I, I, I. Is uh what's his face? This is he still free agent Sherman, or is Sherman still in the team?
0: uh I had it pulled up Trey Sherman
1: no 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 um Sherman Sherman the cornerback
0: oh Richard Sherman yes Richard Sherman um yeah he's still on the 49ers okay okay 33 years old
1: um also more stats according to CBS Sports here. He has his 367 career tackles are tied for number 7th um, in the NFL since he entered the league in 2018. Okay, so he is a really young linebacker. He's probably like 25, 26. 24.
0: Fred Warner. 24, okay. Yeah, Second, se- this will be his third season. All right, and he
1: has never missed a game due to injury. So as long as he stays healthy, his uh, career path is, like, really taking off right here. 367? Yeah. in three
0: years two years this will be his upcoming his third wow
1: that's crazy okay good for you yeah good for you I don't think so though he, uh, came into the league in 2018 2018 2019 2020 three years uh
0: We can debate. Um, yeah, that. no, my bad. It don't. It, when I had it pulled up, it only showed the first two years. Oh
1: no, no, you're good, bro. You're good. So three years, yeah, because that didn't make any sense for two this years. This is what I was. Three hundred and sixty-seven career tackles. This is oh, what okay. I was looking at, and I'm like, <laughs> wait a
0: second, <laughs> wait a second. And I had to click more. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's my number two. What's your number two, bro? Uh, my number two is Levante David. Man, he's thirty-one. Yeah, you've already talked about him. Um He's good, man. He's good. He is good. And uh obviously if you watch the Super Bowl, you can he can still he can still hang with the best linebackers and yes, players in the league. Man. Yes, he can. Um and that that's saying something such as uh, you know, uh Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs in that Super Bowl. Uh he was uh, Levante David was stuck covering him. Yep, and he stuck to him like glue. Glue, and uh, although uh, he did uh, well, Levante David made a couple of, of key pass breakups in that game. Um, you know he's he's just one of the best. You know he's been around. He's and he's still consistent, consistently. Uh, you know, putting up solid numbers and. I, I i have no idea like what else to say like he, he okay like he's played his entire career on the bucks yep he has over a thousand tack combined tackles yep 24 sacks 12 interceptions in his career yep pro bowls i mean i i just think he's a solid linebacker and and to be honest i'm surprised i don't have him at number one but my number one is uh, someone you've already mentioned uh, that uh, I'll go over a little bit All <laughs> on right. him uh, Sounds good. Uh, in, as well. But, I mean, yeah, man, it was, uh, I, I don't know, Levante Davis is just one of the best. Uh, I believe so. And I just look for him to have another good year on, on a solid Tampa Bay team and... <laughs> He's doing I mean, very well
1: during the playoffs. Let's just, let's just say that. He's
0: paired with Devin White. I know. Rookie kid or fairly recent uh, linebacker acquisition that they picked up in the draft a couple of seasons ago or whatever it was. It was great. It was great Perfect for them. acquisition for them with, you know, I think Devin White is going to learn a lot from Levante David. And the pairing of both of them is just monstrous as from seeing the playoffs last season and regular season and the super bowl with that being season, said
1: so. is it gonna be tampa bay and this kansas city chiefs once round again, two once that'll again be cool. that would be, be cool. very cool i just put three dollars on it could win 45 which would be very nice <laughs> very nice um but um who you got at number one uh you already said them man i got bobby wagner true uh he's just turned 31 he's still the best inside linebacker in all of football i think he's a one tier he might even be above that to be honest with you um he plays for seattle he's obviously the only only good guy on the team oh <laughs> uh, that almost makes me want to cry a little bit because they got literally nobody around him. uh you could say few rising players here and there whatever but yeah it's his consistency that is just top notch top notch um he has been consistent over the last 10 years kind of thing so obviously that and also um no player has recorded more tackles than wagner in that time frame for thousand two hundred and thirteen career combined tackles. That is that's impressive. over a hundred. That's over a hundred every than single David. year, for ten years. That's 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 getting like about a hundred and a little bit over hundred and twenty, probably about one hundred twenty-five per year for ten years. That's on average. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. That's insane. So I got him at my number one. Um, So most people were kind of expecting that he would probably slip a little because he was turning 30 last year. But in 2020, he recorded a combined total of 138 tackles, three sacks, seven tackles for a loss, and 11 QB hits. I mean, he's not he's not regressing anytime soon, I don't think. I think uh, they should keep him as long as they can kind of thing. Pay him the good money because obviously he almost had 140 freaking tackles in 16 games. Yeah, That's ridiculous for a 31-year-old. That's awesome kind of thing. Well, also, he's only the best team of the player, but, you know, it is what it is. You can't help that. They don't got the Legion of Doom like I mentioned earlier. They don't have Clowney anymore, so they got him. Yeah. But uh he's he's definitely my A
0: one, A one player
1: for the linebacker unit. How about you, man?
0: Well man, I got Fred Warner at number one. Fred Warner, all right. Which is a surprise. But I feel like No no no. He could I have like the greatest I mean he his He's incline. on the rise yeah. of being one of those top tier like Bobby Wagner, like Levante David. I think he's the future best linebacker yeah. but I have him at number one because I feel like he's on such a good pace and he's also he's, with a good team he's on a good team you know obviously San Fran fell with some injuries last season with uh Bosa going down on that defensive line but he Fred yeah. uh Fred Warner man he held ground yeah in in kind of keeping that defense uh you know going through the regular season. Like we just went um, over last last uh because I was talking about it. He has
1: 367 over 3 seasons. 367 yeah. career tackles. That's insane, man. That's awesome. That's over 120 every
0: single season he's been in the league. Yeah. Averaging pretty much pretty much. Uh he's got some interceptions as well. Not as much of a of a pass rush guy. But he's just a sure uh, tackler. But he can tackle. Yeah, he can tackle. That's what you want out of a linebacker. And that's yeah. what you want. Um, maybe
1: not. I think he has pretty good. Maybe maybe a little less stellar passing um operations and everything since he is a middle linebacker. Yeah. But just coming up the gut, you you for sure know it's only gonna go for four yards because he's right there. He's right there, or even less, less than four yards. So I applaud you. That was a good first round pick or number one pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, after looking at it, I probably could have rearranged it differently, put the veteran guys there. Nah, you're good, but, man. Uh, you're good. You know, I, I, I honestly, I like Tourette- Fred. I like Fred Warner to yep. be, to be that next, you know he has the potential to be that next star linebacker on a team and you don't get very many of those you get the, the bobby Nets, wagner the, you get the i was about you to get say, the levante Nets david bobby wagner
1: for the next but, yeah. 10 years but yeah that's just crazy good for him good for him all right man that's... that that wraps up
0: our our long-ass discussion of linebackers <laughs> this week uh we
1: got a probably about a two-hour podcast here for you yeah, guys coming
0: up to it but uh just a quick uh, games preview. We're obviously watching the All Star Game currently, and I believe the American League is winning. Are you serious? I watched uh, Vlad Guerrero. I kept looking back at the oh. screen. Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit a solo shot. Of course he did. And uh, they're up. I think two nothing. I think I Great. think it's uh top of the fourth and maybe the end of bottom of the third. The
1: NL is supposed to have so much more firepower I than know. everybody because they're losing I the American League has like ten players that are not even in this.
0: Otani I think went up three up, three down in that first inning. Okay then. And somebody hit off Scherzer. <laughs> oh my goodness so uh yeah things are not looking good for parlays but uh no, no not <laughs> but uh moving on to picks of the week uh i have uh who's gonna take well who's gonna take game four of the finals <sighs> Who do I, we have? I want
1: i want milwaukee to take game four but i'm not quite sure if that's gonna happen i i honestly think phoenix has the right manpower and everything to beat them in five. But it all depends on game four here for you guys. All, all depends on game four. I think they can keep it close kind of thing. And hopefully by like the last two minutes, they really turn it on kind of thing. And hopefully they beat them. But my money is on Milwaukee tomorrow night.
0: I think I'm agreeing with you there. I think Milwaukee at home has just been unstoppable. I think they're on like a 10-2 and two run in the playoffs
1: they needed game three to tell you that um they definitely <laughs> needed game
0: three and this game four if Giannis Giannis is the biggest if you can stop Giannis yep then you could stop the entire team because then Middleton you can slop, well I don't think you can necessarily stop the entire team because Drew Holiday and Chris yeah. Middleton have been shooting pretty good pretty good especially in that game 3 but them combined as a but three, if you stop like Giannis triplet, that stops the playmaking ability yeah. for every for getting everybody else involved and, and i think knows? it'll just slow down everything for for yep. Milwaukee and then the Suns can take over who knows if brock
1: lopez can get another 33 bomb yeah, going up there i don't
0: think that's going to happen i don't again. think so either but, especially
1: if they slow down giannis yeah
0: yeah man it's going to be a, a solid game to watch here tomorrow, uh, which is when this pod is released, and uh, with that, we're gonna close this out. Um, Let's go. You can obviously follow us on the social medias. You can follow Austin at IMA underscore Austin A on Twitter.
1: Let's go. You can follow
0: me at on Twitter as well at Mitchell Hernley. Uh, but follow the Dude What Sport account on Twitter, which is where. You can find both of our accounts through there and, Mm -hmm. you know, just stay up to date with what we're posting and sharing and, and all of our tweets and good stuff. Been posting some video content (laughs) now on the Twitter, which is awesome. You've been posting some good stuff on Twitter, man. There's some solid, some solid videos and stuff. I gotta catch up. Content coming out, (laughs) but, uh. I was
1: basically decapitated this last weekend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pretty
0: much. Uh but uh yeah, and then you can follow the Instagram. Dude, what about sports on Instagram? Dude, what about sports? And uh we share stuff on there, updates and uh stories stuff of news around the sports world on there as well. And uh be sure to if you're listening to the podcast on Apple, uh, leave a rating and review. And then, obviously, if you're listening to us elsewhere, wherever you stream podcasts, share us with your friends, family, whoever. Let's go. Um, you know, and with that, man, that we was another one. out of here. That was another one. That was another long-ass episode. That was
1: another long-ass <laughs> episode, man.
0: Oh, man. And that's been. We'll
1: see you guys next week for episode 13. Yes, sir.
0: That's been, dude,
1: what about sports? AD on the reverse. How about that live boogie, AD? That
0: was a catch at
1: 180. Oh my goodness. This ball
0: is crushed. And Anthony with the three. No flying in. It's Persingas. Wow. What
1: a follow. There is with the two openers. This ball smashed. High and deep to center field. It is. Whoa.
0: Sandra curl curling drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational!